This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts Quite from. For daily Acast Plus. Is that still a thing? Yeah, maybe. For if daily. We, if Acast Plus was still a thing and we'd like got the muscle that we now got with Acast, oh, yeah. what on earth would we give like people as the added value? You know, <laughs> spend waste five pounds extra to get like these extra like like would we like just have to like hit record as soon as we came in the room and then they could have the bone like our little bit of prep, yeah, our pre-show prep where we just quickly like go through the things. Would, <laughs> would that be our Acast Plus content? Like, uh. I think we'd actively lose like you'd make like five quid off the people and they're like, I'm never listening to this again. <laughs> This is what they talk. This is what they like before and after they press record. Yeah, we just lose subscribers off the main feed. Wouldn't oh. we? But anyway, we do do daily wrestling podcasts where mm-hmm. we not only review SmackDown but also Monday Night Raw. Uh, the show formerly known as NXT. But AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a big quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. Quite possibly. The biggest SmackDown of the year, and that is not being too hyperbolic. We've got two championship matches. Um, we've got a big night for the bloodline. And there's this tweet that's come out that's teased something, mm. and I just feel a little bit sick heading into this show, although that may, might be because it was the What Culture Christmas party last night. Yeah, that's isn't it. What's that coming over the hill? Crippling anxiety. <laughs> but we don't know if it's because of Sammy and the Bloodline or this huge tease or, yeah, the slight hangovers we're nursing today. Not as uh, rough as I have been from prior nights. No. I, I, yeah, I came face-to-face with my own age last night. It was just like... I'm not the sort of person, you, we've known each other long enough now and drank together quite a few times. I'm not very good at not drinking even when I've had enough. It's not like f- yeah. it's not like eating where you can get full. And then last night I was just full of booze. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, like, I was going to the bar with Adam Nicholas and uh, he was like, right, what do you want? And I was like, nothing, I want I need to go home. Mm. I just, full, full of booze. It was like the, <laughs> like the last pint had only gone about as far as my Adam's apple. Yeah. And there was just no more getting in. It was rel- It was like maybe half 12, one in the morning, so relatively early as well. Yeah. The vocal cords, you'll notice, are tired but not strained from karaoke. We didn't 
like belt out the classics or anything last night. It was a fun, if uh, I don't know, restrained for us. I'd say. Yeah, I, f- I feel like there's no police reports being filed this morning <laughs> that we're aware of. Yeah, I think that uh, it may be getting saved because we've had to sort of delay the big Christmas party with lots of people that you know you see on the channel, but we yeah. don't see in person very often until January because of. No strikes and what have you, which of yes. course we fully support. Yeah. Um, so maybe there'll be just this random day in January, like, why do you sound ropey as? Yeah. Well, doesn't everybody sound this terrible on January 14th? This is a traditional <laughs> Christmas party. <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, aye, but there is a uh, looming dread in the air about this SmackDown, but the best kind, the very best kind. Well, you know, like we uh, we talked with great excitement on the review of last week's episode about the little tease about Sammy getting himself cleaned up for Roman coming. In uh, this tweet, is sort of doubling down on that. The tweet was Rob Fee. Colonel Rob Fee. No, July 4th, I can't speak. What did I, what did I even want to say? The great American band. Yeah. I was just, USA, uh, July 4th, Independence Day. Shevins. One, two, three, four, I'm Marine Corps. No, it's Rob Fee. Um, Rob Fee, he's, um, he's like a law guy, a fiend guy, isn't he? He is formerly of Marvel, Netflix, Disney, etc., according to his uh, Twitter bio, and the WWE director of long-term creative. What was the tweet exactly? The he words. tweeted, uh, last night this is our time, I wouldn't miss SmackDown this week. Don't say I didn't warn you. And this is the guy who also has been collect- uh, connected to Wyatt stuff, if I'm right in thinking. Yeah, there's a sort of um, Tony Khan, it'll be a regret you'll never forget if you don't tune in to the end of the show kind of tease. Mm. Um... And with it not being a Vince McMahon-led WWE... It'll ruin you Christmas, and Christmas, of course, is in... Yeah. <laughs> with WWE not yet being, once again, led by Vince McMahon and the golden egg that is his brain, um, them teasing something less than 24 hours out means that it's probably planned and it's going to occur. It's not, he sends that tweet out and then Vince tears a script up at six o'clock and Rob, yeah. Fee, Rob Fee's like, oh, no, tweet his point in the send. No, I've just been made out to be a liar. So there's obviously something planned. Uh, where do we start with that kind of tease? Do we do Wyatt first? Yeah, because he's related to it? Is it like, uh, Elliot Knight disappeared last week? I think he got kidnapped, possibly. Is this the physical debut of Uncle Howdy? Oof. Is that what? Is that what? Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just a ghost of man of the world. I'm just a colonel in the uh, called Rob Fleet. What's, uh, I like to talk about my, uh, my dark side, my magic powers. How's that work then? Um, I just tip stuff on a guy. <laughs> General disarray. General, I require a great deal of disarray on this episode of SmackDown. Actually. I do declare. <laughs> Uncle disarray. Imagine that. Like, Uncle Carnage. <laughs> he just does stuff. Yeah, like, Brit, I don't want magical power people. I think I made that fairly clear in our deadline <laughs> review. I don't want magical power people. It's. I like it in NXT. I'll allow it down there. It's special. Specifically thick because nobody cares. Nobody is like, stop everything. Like, this is not a wrestling thing anymore. This is not a, uh, you know, like, this is not a TV show, a sporting conflict, anything. This is going to change humanity as we know it. Mm. Like, if what happened between uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn mm-hmm. was real, every single news broadcast would have spoken of nothing but that since Saturday. Every day. 
Well, next on, uh, we're, uh, we got more goo news here. Uh, the story again of a woman that got her leg touched and spat goo of the referee. It, it, like, the ongoing case, how has she done this? Who will she do it? It would be like another pandemic. Mm. Everybody needs to lock down because if Isla Dawn touches your leg, you're going to vomit goo and, like, pass out. Like, everybody needs to lock down. We don't know what this power is. We don't know what we're going to do with it. And yet, it was just like, get out of the way, ref, there's a match going on here. <laughs> oh, she knocked her into a turnbuckle. Whoa! Like... So magic powers and me are not friends in wrestling. However, there is something quite funny about this trip, this push and pull with Triple H and how how much of the fiend do I let Uncle Howdy be? Do I let him be this indestructible force, this strange quirk of nature? Uh, he's using, like, at what point does it just become mind games from Bray Wyatt rather than actual magic powers? Yeah. Because the lights go out or LA Knight's left in a room and then when he's attacked, it's not like... He's spitting goo, or he's got some sort of affliction. You just had stuff chucked on top of him. Mm. Like it doesn't take magic powers to do that, does it? It's like yeah, I like this sort of tease where it was a bit of a, like a psychotic episode for yeah. Bray Wyatt, and he he's unaware that he and Uncle Howdy are kind of the same person. It's shoot denial, but on then his it, part. Also, it was also weird that he's like, I'm having this psychotic episode. I'm killing everyone that I see, but also I'm going to record a quick message to myself. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know I, this tweet. Because like, I don't want it to be this, but it feels as though this guy, Rob Fee, will have had a huge investment and hand in the Uncle Howdy development, the Bray Wyatt return and all of that. And it just, if this was your thing, this would be your big night, wouldn't it? Yeah. You'd be very excited to roll out Uncle Howdy, this creation. The crying blue face mare. Uh, but I just, pardon me for having lowered expectations on a character that has like, profoundly died the second they dress it up in silliness, whether it be the Fiend mask or the original Sister Abigail tease mm. the match we never got when him when he got mumps. Like, I just, I don't know. I've, I've got to temper my expectations because already this Bray Wyatt thing is starting to feel a little bit toothless. I'm still, I'm just fascinated for tonight. Like, it, I don't know whether I like it or not still. Yeah. But I'm willing to to check it out 100%. There's, there is something I, I get a lot out of. For those that do listen to our NXT podcast, or indeed watch NXT, but who can that possibly be? Uh, one of the things we like about Grayson Waller, and oh, this goes back a, a long way, is that he has often like no-sold how preposterous that show is. He's a guy that was like, wait a minute, the referee's just better black goo. We're not going to stop the show. Yeah. Like... He's arrogant and he's obnoxious, but he just looks at this world around him and thinks, what are these people doing? Mm. LA Knight's quite good as that for Bray Wyatt. Uh, I, I get the point. You're a scary guy with a dark personality. I'm not stupid. I know what's happening. Yeah. Bray. Like, I like that he watches the show. Yeah. He's not sort of, he's not blind to who Bray is or was or this Uncle Howdy element of it. He's trying not to be spooked by it and it's gradually eating away at that, but he's not no selling mm. that these things are happening. So I guess that's like, that's the best possible way to intro this character, but I just, I don't know. I've got very, very measured expectations about physically what it looked like. Well, we assume, yeah, we assume it's related to why. It could well be the developments that we'll get to a little bit later on in regarding the bloodline yeah. and Sami Uso. Or, of course, it could just be, like we got last week, a special guest appearance. And if that's the case... It's time to play the game! I just need this on it. You know, like sometimes when you're looking after the kitchen, like I need just some of it. Yeah. Just put my water on. Screen's great. Right, yeah. Um, so I've got the WWE alumni page open. And uh, yeah, who's going to roll back the year? So we had Milko Mania yeah. last week. So drop some poo. 
from the Brilliant, yeah. ceiling. Which so the game is which WWE Legends gonna drop poo from the ceiling. Yeah, onto Chad Gable. On Chad Gable. Alfred Academy again, yeah. show up being like well at least we haven't got a bloody Kurt this year. Oh they soppy eating the poo. <laughs> but who's it gonna be? Uh, I'm scrolling through the WWE alumni page. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Right now, thank you very much. Uh, I need number three and their human touch. Mm. Number three, you say? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Because it's dropping poo, of course, I meant number two. Uh, yep. Yep. More proof that we do not rig this. That actually works really well. Okay. Who was it last week? Uh, I've already forgotten. Kurt Angling gave us... Oh, sorry, right. I thought you meant from a game we played. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. This week, mm-hmm. it's Jason Jordan. hey Dropping poo on Alpha Academy. Yeah. Or, you know, chucking broccoli or whatever he did that time to Elias. Yeah, he's throwing vegetables. Um, Twice on a pay-per-view. Like a trolley full of them. And it being WWE, they weren't even rotten. No. It was like those tomatoes that they were throwing at Randy Orton that time that were just bouncing off him because they were just really fresh. They make a great salad. Thanks, yeah. boys. Uh, two championship matches tonight, Amphlet. Um Genuinely, and mm. I'm maybe being a bit hyperbolic here, but a late contender for match of the year, potentially, in Ricochet versus Gunther. It'll struggle, but you assume they would try, and Gunther's got WWE's sewn up currently, so it'd be unfair of us to speculate they couldn't do it. I can't wait for this. I don't have any doubt about the result. I don't think I do, do I? No, like... Gunther's there will be a near fall, I think, again. I said this about um, Ricky Starks and MJF this week. Mm. I know I think... Well, I'm 99% certain who I think is going to win. Yeah. But there will be one part, hopefully, where Ricochet will hit some mad flippy thing. Let's say the rest of Imperium have been taken out by New Day or whatever, because mm. obviously they've been on Ricochet's side, and he'll hit something mad off the top rope, and I'll be like, oh, cool. I guess they're not taking Gunther's IC title run all the way to WrestleMania. Well, you say that right. There is a, a recent history of... Uh, like a crowd-pleasing title change at this time of year. Mm. Um, I seem to remember, was it Big E, in fact, that won the Intercontinental title? Oh, uh, maybe, uh, yeah. Christmas episode. It might have been 2020. Um, they certainly did a Rusev Day one around Christmas, didn't they? Mm. And I, So Ricochet winning the World Cup and then building that momentum and beating Gunther unexpectedly, even if it's just to flip the title back, I don't really want that. I like these long reigns once they feel established. It's very different when they put the belt back on them and they try and tell you that it's this, yeah, he lost it, but he's got it back now and it's kind of the same reign and it's mm. not. It, you know that they've taken this L. So I think Gunther's going to win, even though they could just go for the sort of crowd-pleasing, it's Christmas time, it's tribute to the troops coming up, so Ricochet's won a belt. I, I don't know the SmackDown. Have we got a live SmackDown next week, I think? I don't, I don't know. I don't like, care. I'm not here. All right, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure that. That's my problem next week, is it? Right, this time next week. I'll figure that one out, shall I? Um, I, I just I think the match can't it can't be rubbish. No. Gunther, Gunther is the type of wrestler that rarely has bad matches, but he has some of his best ones with those that are almost like complete tonal opposites. Like I know that like might sound bollocks considering that the best thing he's ever done maybe was against Sheamus in, yeah. w, in WWE, but typically like on the pre WWE or even a little bit in old NXT. 
one of the tricks with some of the Gunther matches was finding somebody that looks like, like physically like they just don't stand a chance. Like the first chop is going to chop them down mm. and it should chop them out. And it becomes about how uh, the smaller wrestler has to like rethink or re-strategize against this mountain of a man with his incredibly hard-hitting like moveset and arsenal. Ricochet's got that. Ricochet will fly around from Gunther and make a great base. Uh, and as you say, there's going to be one... Like and it's going to be like a jaw dropping near four as well. Ricochet, it's going to be that six thirty or yeah. something super super memorable and high flying. Like, oh, here it is! It's actually happening. And when Gunther kicks out of that, Ricochet is going to realize, right, that was kind of my best weapon here. W- what can I possibly do? And Gunther's been doing this thing where he's been, uh, he used to do it in NXT, having more than one obvious way to beat people. Yeah, like whether he that new the, finisher didn't he? The yeah, league. he's got the I forget the name of it, but that new finisher he debuted. There's the splash off the top rope. There's the power bomb. There's the big old Larry, or just even this like a death blow chop. So a couple of them will generate a couple of cool two counts, and Ricochet will suddenly seem like, well, actually I can't be beat. In mm. fact, before something puts him down, I just think there's going to be a lot of drama. Like it might be a bit. WWE crowd only comes up for the last two minutes. Maybe that's been a problem on these WWE TV shows of late. I think like the fans seem wise to Triple H's. Uh, right, well, this is going to go five minutes longer than it needs to, so we don't <laughs> need to do anything for the first ten minutes. Did a lot better job on SmackDown than he is on Raw. I'd say that. Yeah, because if, if Raw was two hours, I think it, we wouldn't. Do, we would be having a lot less of this conversation. SmackDown feels more than one hour leaner than Raw, yeah. doesn't it? Like it always does. Lies by. Yeah. yeah. So. Hopefully the fans won't just sit on their hands for the first portion of it. But then I guess, you know, that's down to the wrestlers to work within that I really, I really like the idea of not giving them what they want, i.e. a chop from Gunther for quite some time yeah. in this match. Like, he's wrestled him last week, yeah, in that mm-hmm. six-man. He's, uh, you know, seen what he can do. He's felt that chop before. He knows that sort of just slowly takes away your will to survive, I yeah. suppose, that. So I like the idea of Ricochet... Constantly having counters or like that Matrix movie did over the, I think it was the big boot last week or whatever. Mm. And then finally, the idea, and I always come back to the Doctor Strange thing where he like body flies out of his own body. Like if Ricochet can do something flipping off the top rope and just basically land on a chop or in the corner, we'll jump over the top, Gunther's like, let's go and turn around, Ricochet's like, oh, here I am. Boom! Sit down, you prick! One of them. Not I, the, I don't think Ricochet's a prick, by the way. I do think um, that tonight, the uh, Gunther wins. Imperium have like beat Ricochet down after the fact. Braun chases them off. Mm. And Gunther elects to back off again. And people get really pissed off that Gunther's ran away, even though he's just had a knackering title defence against Ricochet. There's lots of things to criticise about WWE. Don't be a bad faith one. And then that sets up a Royal Rumble Intercontinental title match. Yeah. And it keeps Braun and Gunther out of the Royal Rumble, but gives them something incredibly Because how would you get them over do. the top rope? What, Braun? Braun or, or Gunther, because they're so like big show. Like, it. And you, they, they can't eliminate this guy, especially not from the number 30 position. <laughs> uh, we've also got um, a women's tag team title match. Damage Kataral defending against Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. Hmm. I genuinely can't call this one intriguing this isn't it it's which it might be more intriguing than good uh we don't really know if tegan knox and Liv morgan will have any tag team chemistry together but tegan knox typically has surprising chemistry with anyone she's put with uh partners and opponents to be honest i'm very excited to see what she's got beyond so like last week i feel like the takeaway from the match was rousey doing the taunt to live mm. do you know what i mean like that's that's my kind of memory of that match last week so this week, you would like to think it's going to focus instead on Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. 
Mm. And this surprise, the element of surprise might help the challengers. This, like two weeks ago, they wouldn't have even imagined they'd be defending against Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. And now all of a sudden, oh, we didn't see challengers like you coming. Damage Qatar will still feel a bit on life support. And at some point or other, I think the stable needs to split, but is now really the time? Like, I don't know. I don't know if switching these belts is what helps establish them. I know mm. they're still working to establish, re-establish these women's tag titles, but I'm really not sure if switching them around does that. Damage Qatar are already two-time champions. Yeah. They lost them just to win them back. So I, I don't know. Unless you're going to split the stable up, I'm not sure I'd beat them. It feels like there's got to be more consequence to it. But don't want to beat Tegan Knox, uh, which only leaves Liv Morgan to get pinned, who you're kind of trying to rehab after a difficult year. So it's hard. I'll go with the champions retaining, but it's difficult to call at least. Yeah. And they might get some suspense out of it. I just, it's, I, it's impossible to know the quality of the match because it's just, I don't know, like these, they're so heatless, some of these mm. women's tag matches, and it's not fair on the wrestlers. What was the frigging one on Raw this week? Like... It's not fair for Candice and Eo. Candice and Eo so to work good. to silence pretty much for the bulk of the match. And yeah, the work was strong in places, mm. but it's just there's a big, big disconnect between what the people in the building seem to want and what's being given to them mm. in this women's division. As we talk about, Triple H continues to restock. But it's only half the job, isn't it? Mm. You, until you know about these characters or stories, the noise just takes away from being like more enthusiastic about these matches. I'm going to go with the title switch because I think... It doesn't do anyone any harm. Damage Katara kind of on their way out, I think, or at least splitting, I think. Like, are they, though? Were we just, like, manifesting that or not? Yeah, like, Bailey's got to be a babyface going into WrestleMania. I think so, too, but it just... The whole thing, everything. The whole thing just feels really aimless, like, with all three of them at the moment. Yeah, I think you have her have one final big match, maybe on pay-per-view against Becky Lynch, and then she goes face, so... Take the titles off Damage Katara now as a bit of a surprise rather than, oh, cool, well, Bailey's sending babyface, so they're going to have to get those titles off them soon. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them work better as babyfaces in Damage Katara. So I'm going to go with the title switch, especially because it arguably counteracts the argument of, like, Triple H has brought all these people in and mm. not really done anything with quite a few of them. Yeah. And then you get Tegan Knox win the title two weeks back. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, like, I honestly assumed a little while ago I think as we all did, I guess, that Sasha Banks would be coming back to WWE, that the turn would take place in order to facilitate that tag. Uh, yeah, but she's rubbish now. I've just remembered. Is when that I found out she was leaving WWE, I remembered she was rubbish. That she was never that good yeah. all along. And she doesn't deserve to be highly paid. For, I don't know what the reason is for that. That's right, yeah. That's Considering she's one of the best wrestlers in the world, period. Yeah. Not female wrestlers, just wrestlers. And like a massive, massive star, objectively so. Sorry, no, Sasha Banks is good. Mercedes Monet or whatever name she's going to go with outside of WWE sucks. That's what I meant to say. Sasha Banks better. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was going to be the tag match. I thought that Damage Katar would turn yeah. and Sasha would be the one to team with Bailey's yeah. faces to take. And you maybe got like a WrestleMania match out of that. Yeah. I'm guessing that's off the table. And maybe that's why this Damage Katar thing does feel aimless because maybe they had an idea and they don't now. I, I don't know. But yeah, okay. The, the, it does feel like one of these titles will change hands. Yeah. Again, there is a certain element of like, it's Christmas time. Yay! <laughs> like, so it does feel like one. So maybe this is a more logical choice, I suppose. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses, they can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, sticking with, uh, you know, new arrivals under Triple H, um, Interesting report coming out this week that he's quite disappointed with some of the people he's he's brought back to WWE, which I think I agree he's, with him He's on. not the only one, yeah. Um, sort of personified by this six-man we're getting because they've revamped the Viking Raiders as mm-hmm. evil Vikings with Valhalla in their corner. Yeah, You've got Legado del Fantasma, who I will defend for quite some time. I don't agree that they've not performed. I think they've just been put in a difficult spot of like, right, come in but we're not really sure if we want to push you or hit row. So we're kind of 50-50 yeah. in that. And then we need a guy to be mint. Like Santos Escobar didn't win the World Cup. So you can say, well, buried him or whatever. But he had sensational performances in it, particularly the final mm-hmm. against Ricochet. But then you look the other team and you see hit row. And, you know, maybe certain people aren't fans of hit row in the what culture office. But you have to admit that they haven't exactly snatched this opportunity with both hands, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it's really weird. I, like, I'm with Triple H on this. I think it is, and it's important, I think, as well, to sort of hold yourself as a creative force and the wrestlers that you're booking both to a standard. Mm. So it's this can be this criticism could be constructive from both Triple H and from others like us or anyone else that watches that wants maybe a little bit better from some of these acts. I think Hit Row have been. Like, just a useless in-ring addition. I don't mean to be cruel, but, like, a useless in-ring addition in terms of the matches. There's, n- there's not a single thing yet where I hit row wrestling and I'm, like, invested. Mm. So then you're looking for, well, not everybody has to be the best wrestler in the world, so at least the characters can be, can be interesting or cool or whatever. But it's so vital to the hit row act that they back it up. Because the whole point is that they do a rap or a song where they're really confident and cocky or arrogant or whatever it is, you know, to then go out there and look, in some cases, like it's your first ever day of wrestling training. 
the two things don't work. Mm. The characters do not marry up with the in-ring output. So they, it might just be a flaw in the gimmick, and it might just be a case of needing to rip that one up and start again. Because like, this is the other thing. All these three teams, I agree with you, feel like they've been bundled in in a bit of a Triple H bollocking match here. Mm. But they've all got very different and unique issues. Mm. The Viking Raiders repackage will probably work long-term, but because of the failings of Hit Row, and not just that, but because of the failings of Hit Row and the overall malaise around the SmackDown tag division, um, helmed by the Usos, but with increasingly similar echoes of Roman Reigns a couple of years back mm. when there was just nobody really to fight. They're not doing a very good job of setting people up to challenge the Usos. It's just, yeah, we're the top of the tree and nobody can touch us. Um, yeah, like the Viking Raiders still don't really feel like they've found their place with this new act, Like, I'll, but I like it. I think it can work. I think the aesthetic is stupid, personally. <laughs> but like they buy it and they believe yeah. in it. And same like Valhalla and Sarah Logan. We know this is their thing. And this hasn't, yeah, this hasn't been yet forced onto them. No, like they're into it. So I kind of think they'll get that over eventually. But it's just, it's hard to get over when the whole division feels a bit like sludge. And I would say that applies somewhat to the Garda Phantasma. They look awesome. Yeah. They're a better act as, an, as a still image than wrestlers at the moment. Mm. If you, somebody shows you a picture of them, Zelina Vega's perfect casting as well. And she, like, really looks the part with, like, the updated hair. And just, she's, like, she's like cosplay person, like, out of wrestling, isn't she? She's, like, in the, mm. But you can tell how she's kind of, like, applied that to this role. It just, they're all really locked in. But the division just feels so stale. And I don't know if any of them. Hit Row, I would say they've got their own issues. The other two will get there. But it's probably not until you've taken the belts off the Usos. Until the division feels yeah. a bit alive again. I think they're all just going to be on this rotation and it'll be a bit of a what's what do they have in um like a scouting report like a you know like the end of the year yeah performance evaluation i think this match kind of stands as a bit of a performance evaluation for all three as to whether or not you're gonna even keep them as a team next year hit row split them up and start them all again maybe not a shanty day adonis maybe he like could be all right as a singles wrestling now but be fab and top dollar like, it was a good effort, it failed, start again. I think out of these three groups, I'm more interested in B-Fab versus Valhalla versus Selena Vega than these these six lads. Yeah, that exchange kicked ass yeah. last week. Yeah, she threw Valhalla into Selena Vega over the table, mm. and it looked awesome, so yeah. So who have you got winning? Viking Raiders, I think. Mm, yeah. um, you just don't want to beat them. They're, they're, they're like the dominant. If nothing else, they're dominant at the moment, and the second you beat them, you normalise them. I'll go heart overhead and say Legado del Fantasma. Mm. Because I, I think... Have we both got Hit Row taking the pin as well? Yeah. Yeah, so these like big, talking, confident, brash, young people are losers. Yeah, it's probably going to be put one of the poor bastards out of Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wildy actually in the mm. pin. But I re just really hope that it's a definitive win and not like, you know, Ivar throws out top dollar after he's done all the work. Yeah. Preposterous. <laughs> um now, we talk about, you know, some of the disappointments of, of Triple H, and I think it can be aimed at, at someone like Karrion Cross. Mm. But maybe, again, just like with Ronda Rousey, maybe I'm, you know, trying to pull something out of the gutter or whatever it may, yeah. whatever the phrase is. I loved him threatening Rey Mysterio last week, and I like the idea of him targeting going forward. What I've thought of, because they haven't done anything, they haven't advertised anything tonight, was just have Karrion Cross beat a local jobber who also wears a mask. That's quite nice. I was going to say who, uh, like, is one half of a pantomime horse. And then, uh, like, they're going, stop, stop, he's already dead, and then just keeps beating this yeah. dead horse. As usual, um, anything good in pro wrestling kind of 
starts and ends with one man, and that man is Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. The fact well, that... He set the bar for heels in yeah. all of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, that his ongoing uh, separation from the Mysterio family hangs so heavy in the titty of dead that everything now is heightened as a result. Carrying Cross last week doing his... Oh, yeah. Uh, did not mention that Scarlet was a horse farmer in a different country. Oh, no, no, that never come up. Uh, was all the better because Rey Mysterio has never looked and felt in a more vulnerable position. Mm. And that's Rey Mysterio we're talking about, a guy that has had... They've, like, used his vulnerability as this incredible, sympathetic uh, trick almost all these years. There are so many ways that Rey can generate sympathy by looking just like he's being bullied or abused by bigger wrestlers. Now, it's not even the physical limitations that Karrion Cross identifies. It's the fact that he can't get any sleep because he's stressed about what's happening in his son's life. And it's so funny and it's so brilliant because I think Karrion Cross will beat Rey Mysterio and I think it'll be a, quite a significant win for him too. But the whole thing can be can be leveraged against the fact that Rey just cannot get focused. Mm. He thought that getting away at SmackDown would be the way that he could escape his problems, but he can't. He's got to face his problems head on. He's got to fight the greatest Mysterio Guerrero wrestler of all time in Dominic. The hybrid. On the grandest stage. The hybrid. Oh, my God. The hybrid luchador, Dominic Mysterio. Oh, my God. You can absolutely have that one, Triple H. Mm. And you can have him saying tonight, carrying my wayward son. Brilliant. Kick my ass in front of his mum. <laughs> you laid your wife's horse to rest. Don't Wear that mask some more. <laughs> I hate that theme, you know. I think I think I know why. I like, I think it's rubbish. I don't like the song. It make it, you've seen the Guitar Hero episode of South Park. Yes, Randy Marsh does it on mm-hmm. there. I was watching even hello. It's, it's so lame. Like it, the Young Bucks when they're singing it, it makes my ass twitch. My, my the the puckered. Balloon knot of my anus goes 5p, 2p when Matt and Nick Jackson are mouthing along with the lyrics as they're walking down to the ring and not drawing as big a numbers as CM Punk. What else is on the docket? Um, the big thing that I've been... It's its the... Are you excited to talk about it? Are you putting it off or both? Is it's, it like yeah, it's the UC elephant in the room. Because <laughs> it's going one or two ways tonight. Mm-hmm. Either... Sunshine, rainbows, all your dreams come true. Sammy Uso officially becomes Sammy Uso. And we get, as we've pitched for quite some time now, a very bloodline Christmas. Christmas jumpers. These nuts roasting on an open fire. (laughs) Uh, Hit me with the towel. Give me the towel. A nice game of... Bingo! um, And... Yeah, making snowmen, mm-hmm. exchanging presents, mugs of cocoa around watching the... Just imagine in the bloodline doing snow angels. Harry <laughs> Potter series of films. Four of them lying down doing snow angels and Solo Sokoa lying on the floor but with his arms folded. Yeah. Refusing to do the angel thing. Yeah. The, uh, the Usos and Sammy throwing popcorn at Paul Heyman who's fallen asleep in front of the telly at Christmas. Brilliant. That's great. Like, I, I honestly... And the Willborn mega fans will forgive me. I could and probably will, depending on how this hangover goes, yeah. make a mega thread tonight before this, just in case the opposite happens of pictures I have. Hi, if you're listening, someone like Rob, Colonel Rob, um, about what they could do 
over Christmas because it's either that or they said it last week, Rome Reigns is going to be on the show. Obviously, we're going to have to acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. Maybe even he acknowledges Sami Zayn in the best version of this. Yep. But then on the other side of things, it's just this always ominous air of like, make sure if you look good, trim your beard a bit, cut your mm-hmm. hair. And then we're going to kick your ass and kick you out. Oh, man. Like... It's a moment of truth, isn't it? It is. It's gripping. Um, the cutting the hair thing, right? I just want to think a little bit more about that for a second. That could just be, obviously, Sammy. You remember when he'd, like, he'd wear his, uh, like, that red velour jacket and he just ties it back. He ties yeah. his hair back or he just has it styled nicely or whatever. And he's in his smart uh, Friday best for Roman Reigns. It could, <laughs> could just be that. What I would like is for him hair and beard wise to come out looking like sort of NXT champion era Sami Zayn. Yes. 2014, 2015. You know, you can everyone can picture what I'm talking about. Just like a simple haircut, a beard of like a normal length again rather than this kind of deranged one that he's had since he was playing the like the conspiracy victim ages ago. Um I want that. And then I don't want the turn, but I want this idea that he is gradually as they're kicking him out He's morphing back into the beloved babyface Sami Zayn mm. in line with when he's going to get booted. So what happens to the point where when he re-debuts as a babyface with Kevin Owens, when they've conclusively kicked him out, maybe like for the Montreal title match against Roman at Elimination yeah, Chamber, yeah, let, yeah. let's just say, he, uh, he comes out to his proper music again. He's got his like red and black tights, the whole deal. It's Sami Zayn, as you remember him, as you love him, and that guy in Kevin Owens is going to win the belts, not this straggly beard, baggy pants guy that sort of worked wonders with Jackass and pissed around with Shinsuke Nakamura and all the rest of it. He's like conspiracy videos. Sami Zayn, like they've beaten him so badly that he's had to go right the way back to what used to make him tick, and it's it's just a the most wholesome Sami Zayn. The haircut for this context would be a really good way to start it, wouldn't mm. it? Uh, this would be a nice way to kind of gradually reintroduce that. I just know we're getting another Sammy take that shirt off. Well, this is it. Like, what is it sort of take it off because we've got you a Christmas sweater and it's a Sammy Uso on it? Because Sammy Uso is something they're not officially done yet. And they're really and good. The lay. There's the lay, the Sammy Uso. There's the fact that Roman was about to acknowledge the Usos mm-hmm. before the interruption that triggered war games. So we've yet to really revisit that. We now have Jimmy being the one to say to Jay, it's all good, but should we... And we don't really know where Solo stands in all this. Solo stands next to Roman Reigns. <laughs> yes. And basically, nobody else has any say in the matter. I, it's, I cannot call it. I don't think it happens tonight. No, I think that we were talking about this in the office earlier because we're nerds and we love this. It's the yeah. best thing in wrestling, the best thing in wrestling all year, in my opinion, <laughs> right? And I don't stop thinking about it. Like, other shows, let's say, that we review, we finish, we walk out of the studio and I go, cool, I don't have to think about that for six <laughs> days or whatever. <laughs> don't know, yeah. I think about this on a daily basis and I will do so over the break when I'm going to try and sort of dip out of wrestling for a bit to recharge my batteries. Hmm. Like, what's that like? <laughs> uh, no, 32 years. I should dip out of wrestling one day. The 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 potential of, like, not only the gimmicked, but also very entertaining. And clearly, there's not an audience for that. There's clearly, this isn't them being like, isn't it fun to be blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, oh, what is this crap? Hmm. They can get it over. Sami Zayn can get pretty much anything over right now. Yeah. 
And, yeah, you got the rumble. So, mm-hmm. obviously, do miscommunication. The obvious, like, sometimes, you know, especially now Vince is in charge, the obvious thing is the right thing to do. Yeah. Like you say, we're working backwards here from Elimination Chamber. So, we know it's coming, but why do it now when you can get fun Christmas, New Year, wacky context? Isn't Roman's not going to be showing up in the next few weeks. We assume not. Unless, unless he fancies it. Having another go at Cena on that New Year's one. Oh yeah, hasn't wrestled all year, John Cena. First first time in God knows how. In, Is how that long. right? He's going to go all of 2022 without a unless, match, unless on that 30th of December he works. I uh, I tricked you, John. Impromptu match, you say? Okay, <laughs> I've not really heard of one of these sorts of things, but all right. How would that work? And what was on last before <laughs> you booked me in it? <laughs> but yeah, why wouldn't you? Keep him in the Usos. Keep it like the, let's say, the elephant in the room, the obvious thing that's coming. But, you know, uh, Sammy and Jimmy and Jay, or maybe Jimmy and Jay have got a tag match. Sammy and, 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 uh, and, I could and see Solo. The I could see the rumble. Yeah, you go Five in. people trying to eliminate Solo. Sammy goes over to the bundle to try and help, but it's his shove that actually is the momentum that sends uh, Solo to the floor. And Sammy can't help but go, hands on head, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And Solo looks up and all he can see is Sammy apologising. It's a... Chuck me out. Yeah. What? And then that'd be the Roman be livid about that on the first SmackDown afterwards or something. Yeah, it just feels like that's the route to take rather than, yes, you'd have the shock, the shock of tonight. Yeah. But then I think you're giving yourself two and a half months, basically. I tell you what would, two be, months. what would be quite nice if you were going to do the crushing, heartbreaking beatdown tonight is they've now done the, um, it's like Sami Zayn t-shirt tees. The legendary segment, you know, the honorary Uso t-shirt one. Take that shirt off. Uh, the they At the end of War Games, because Sammy's t-shirt was torn, that was quite a nice callback mm. for the, the first time. But Roman's obviously given him that side eye. Is it like, thanks for showing loyalty, or have I seen something I didn't want to see in you? Whatever it is. Could this be the night where they do a reversal of that? Where Sammy is nervous. We're all feeling nervous. But Roman's measuring it perfectly, and he gives him the gift. And y- you think... The gift is a new shirt or a Christmas jumper or whatever, but it's something that is bad and it's something that's like it's a I don't know. You open the box and it's some sort of prop that Roman is now using to say, "Sammy, we cannot trust you anymore." Like something, you know, like a it's it's some footage or something like that. Oh. You need to uh, take this away with you and watch it. And we're like, what is it? What, what's on the foot? I mean, how you would have a big box that's just got a USB stick in? I don't know. But like <laughs> a lockbox, you say a lockbox is it? But like something where we all think, "Hey, it's another T-shirt thing." So we're finally lulled back into the everything's fine, and then they turn it. That might be quite nice, but I don't know. I, I just don't want it. Thank you, and just make him a Sammy Uso tonight, please. Yeah, the whole. I've called him Sammy Uso in my notes for this, but I want it official tonight. Roman Reigns acknowledges the entire bloodline, oh. and the things have never been. Oh my god, never been better. That could be the the play tonight. Usos, all <laughs> solo gets acknowledged. Wise man gets acknowledged, and all three Usos get acknowledged. Yes, there you go. I want to acknowledge all three Usos: Jay, Jimmy, D Pain. <laughs> right. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead. Of, oh, final question: mm-hmm. just as yes or no, will Sammy pop the boys tonight? Yes. Someone's someone's corpse, in, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. I think it might be solo because he's done it at live events. Yeah, I don't know. He's Sammy's going to be like, you remember, what was it, Taker they tried to get once? Uh, and they really, and like, uh, Vince got Stone Cold, obviously, that classic one with mm-hmm. the dancing. Yeah. I think Sammy's going to been, will have 
got some that they've maybe got what's been on the road, never been revealed, and he's going to go. Well, if I just say this word, yeah, I'll get you. It's going to pop. So I think he's going to try his hardest to pop him tonight because he's got the rest of them. My dogs are not just for Christmas; they're for life. God damn it, Sammy! <laughs> I love you so much. Uh, right, let us know your Stay thoughts. Stay right here. No, no, no. Stay right. Oh, sure, you go and rewatch that yeah. for a lunch. Yeah, and, uh, then, and then the egg. Yeah, obviously the egg. The egg, uh, egg, 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 egg. Oh my God, Vince McMahon's here, and he's brought in egg. with him. <laughs> Twenty Twenty One Survivor Series better. So. <laughs> Sorry, War Games was good and all that, but it didn't happen. Egg. Right, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... They just expected us to love this egg. Michael Hamflet. Just uh, worship the egg. Oh, 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 is the egg? It shouldn't matter, it's a golden egg. You all pop for me, but wait till you see this. It's a gold egg. It's not The Rock, but, you know, <laughs> The Rock might have touched it, so still counts. Uh, at Adam Wilborn for me, at what Culture WWE for all of us. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sid will be back later to preview. Uh, uh, and uh, we're going to have Wrestle Culture, the final Wrestle Culture of the year, in fact, with a hashtag bloody good quiz. But for now, uh, this has been the SmackDown preview. Me and Hamlet will be back on Monday to review this, of course. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you soon. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.